Welcome to Black Hollywood Live on Welcome to BHL Geek Nerd Tech. Today, uh, you can climb Mount Everest on your Oculus Rift and the Grammys blow up Twitter and streaming. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Yo, <laughs> welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down tech news, nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. This is a Grammy Award winning artist, Chance the Rapper. Yeah, Chance, man. Yes. Um, um, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by my man, Achilles Shine. How you doing? Shine's in the building. I'm good, man. Well, how, how about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Chance. Yeah, man. Grammy, like independent. Independent yeah. artist. Did it his way, Absolutely. like Frank Sinatra. Absolutely, like like Trump, like Trump, like your boy, <laughs> like my boy, <laughs> my boy Don, 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 Donald T, <laughs> Agent Orange, Agent Orange. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about with the Grammys. I want to get to that, uh, and uh, also get to some tech news, and and uh, I want to talk a little bit about John Wick, which I saw last night. Um, but first, oh please, don't don't even act like John Wick ain't. I, I didn't say a word. Okay. I literally just fell asleep. Man, <laughs> oh man. I can't, I can't believe your lack of enthusiasm for John Wick. Oh, man. I can't, oh, it's, it's blowing my mind. <laughs> Let's go. Your lack of enthusiasm for John Wick. That movie is on point. Anyway, uh, but a lot of tech news to get to as well. But um, but um, I do want to say just yeah, Chance, though. I mean, I just, you know, it, it, what, what a journey. Like, what, what a journey to be able to do it, like I said, his way independently. Like, no real, technically no real album Technically, you know, um, I mean, I guess it's an album, but it, it, it didn't release it as an album album. It was yes, still, they, yes, they did. Was it? I thought, I thought it was like, I thought it was uh-huh. technically like a mixtape. Oh, I'm mixing uh-huh. that up. Wait, never mind. I'm, I'm mixing that up. Never mind. You're right. It was a full album. But I thought they were calling it a mixtape, but I'm mixing that up. Anyway, my point is, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, all that sort of groundswell promotion, like, you know, Twix commercials, everything. Like, he's yeah. the hottest dude out around and everybody wants him in in the president's play in, in the president Obama's playlist. Absolutely, and now Grammy award winning guy. I mean, you got to think, man. The perfect alignment of of gospel and hip hop. Never really seen that before in hip hop done so well. And I think just being in the right place in the right time, having the right alliances. I mean, having Kanye, having Jay Z, having yeah. all these people. Being from Chicago, I mean, especially with the tumultuous times of Chicago and having this type of music being birthed from that city. Like, I think all those things happening synergistic, um, synergistically, like, help propel him to where he is. And also having that dope track with Kanye on his album. Um, Said a uh, uh, ultra light beam. Yeah, like, I mean that was a, the perfect setup yeah. for him. Yeah, you know the, the walk in with his album. So, which uh, you know, which Kanye got so much credit for that song, which is an amazing song. But Chance, you know, he killed really it. he killed it on that. Like he's like fifty percent of that song for exactly. me, and also like that that great performance on SNL, which kind of mm-hmm. like you know introduced him you know to to, to the world in that way. Right. Um, anyway, lots to discuss. Uh, I want to get into. Um, something I've been waiting for and thinking about, and I, I, I really want to try this, but it just seems like I don't quite understand if it's going to work. But Cavo uh, is a company that has this new set-top box. We've been talking about cord cutting and all the things that are happening, like with all these different devices, your Xbox, your Apple TV, your, VC, your VCR, your, your Blu-ray. You, used to, you still got the VCR plugged up. I saw it at your crib. <laughs> I got, got a double-decker. <laughs> exactly. I'm <laughs> uh, No, but... Um, but there's this new box and it, by by Cavo and it's it, what it does. It lets you hook up all has all the has eight uh, USB uh, inputs in the back. You allegedly can hook all your shit up to this, and then through one cool remote and one interface, have all of your set top boxes. I thought it's HDMI. 
H that's on that. What did oh, I say? You said USB. Oh man. Okay, it's all good, man. Oh, it's oh, all yeah, good. HDMI. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> USB. All right, cool. I it's, got, got my it's, hard got, drive? it's got eight coax cables. <laughs> Screw them in. No, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's got uh, eight, yeah eight, eight HDMI cables, and uh, it seems to be amazing. The only thing I don't quite understand about this, and it reminds me of like the kind of the early days of TiVo when TiVo's like we have a set top box and revolutionize everything, and they right. did, and, and they they hung out from there for a long time. The only thing I don't quite understand about this is. It's four hundred dollars. That's out of control. This is ridiculous. Four hundred dollars. Number one, the price point is ridiculous. <laughs> Am like I wrong no, about that? No one's gonna buy that. And then two, okay, like how is this? So they're not they're not offering any content. They're not offering any apps. It's just essentially a hardware device where you plug in your other devices. So I get it, having a centralized place where you can ha- access your content. But isn't that what Apple TV does? Of course, yeah. You can't get Amazon stuff on Apple TV. So okay, so then you have your Fire Stick. Great. So you have two devices. Is it really that big of a deal though? Like, yeah. And so I. I feel like it's not. I mean, if you want to watch your series and binge watch on Amazon, then that's the time that you'll watch it. Like you're saving, what, you're saving five seconds to go from your Chrome, your Chrome stick or your, your Fire Stick to your 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 um, Apple TV. Big deal. Okay, it's well, not worth four hundred dollars for me. Like, I, well, I think I think it looks beautiful. We had it up there for a second. I think, I think it looks beautiful. It's a beautiful like set top box. I I love it. I like to love the way it looks. I personally have all this. Yeah. So I am. I mean, look, I, I got, I am going from uh, Apple TV to dropping the Apple TV remote, picking up the TV remote, going input, how laborious, how laborious, dropping that, picking up my, picking up my Xbox controller do, 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 to go to Amazon. That I mean, it, it is a little laborious. I mean, like, it's it's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. It takes me what, you know, five seconds to do that. But I mean, I got, I got a controller all on the couch. I got. A <laughs> I, I highly doubt that you're watching that much content on Amazon. Number one. Most yeah. of these days, I, I don't. So if, if we were to if we were to look at if we were able to get statistics of of your TV viewing TV viewing habits and what you watch in terms of Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, or whatever else, you mean to tell me Amazon is top number one? Amazon's not top, but I'm watching more <laughs> Amazon than you think. So I'm watching the uh, Top Gear show. I'm watching um, you know, Sneaky Pete. I'm watching. I watch. You know, I like Amazon, but you're you're right. Your point's taken. But the point is, like, okay, so my, my Amazon and Netflix are pretty close. I will I will tell you that. But it's not a big deal to switch over. You're right. Like, I mean, it's not, right. it feels like thirty dollars. Okay, yeah, let's go. four hundred. It feels like a hundred dollars max, but four hundred dollars. What am I paying for? Like, I, I, just, I guess I just got to see the interface. I think about I, th- I think about TiVo because the interface on TiVo was actually dope, and it still is. And the the, the remote was dope, and it just well, made me feel like I get that. I get that. But I like, think you're paying for the searchability. You're able to. Search for a particular content and it'll it'll pull it up very seamlessly. So, huh. if you are if you do want to watch a show on Amazon, you just say it and then it'll pull it up. Right. And so I think that part is cool. But okay, do that's, I have to that's say kind Amazon of, though? Can I just say no, you just I'll, say the, the title of the show and it'll find it through all my things? Exactly. Now that's something, right? Okay, but that's what Apple TV already does. It just doesn't do it for everything. Yeah, Apple, like, Apple, Apple Fire TV. Fire Stick. Does Fire that. Stick does the same thing. <laughs> like you could speak it to the your remote. Whatever. I mean, so, but you, know, you so you do have you, know, you have these three competing technologies now with uh, Siri, uh, Alexa, and Google Assistant, and you know, they, you know, have having all three of those boxes, Alexa, Google, Google, Siri, like to be able to just say one thing to one one command to one device. 
That's yeah, that's help. great in theory, not worth four hundred dollars. I agree. So, well, maybe when the price point comes down, but it's, it's it is interesting. Oh, and my last point about it, which I do think is good, is that they're able to offer you know this information, this data analytics for a Netflix, for a Hulu, for Amazon in terms of like, say, I'm in the in the Amazon ecosystem and I watch a show, and then I leave out of the ecosystem and I go to watch something else. Right. Amazon wants to know, well, what am I leaving for? What am I leaving to go watch? So how can I keep you in the ecosystem? So what content can I offer you to, to keep you locked in? And so this device could theoretically offer that to these companies that right. pay information like hey this is this huh. is this is why you know this people why are leaving, leaving your app yeah because you know? they're going to the shit you don't got exactly. which is what you don't have that they're looking exactly. for exactly that's a great point that's a great point for the company right not necessarily for the consumer right but uh, I think that to make it more I mean putting it in a nice wood grain top box is not enough to get to charge me the extra $300 get out of here <laughs> I think it's worth. You said thirty. I said hundred. You said thirty. <laughs> I, just, I just took away like seventy five percent of the margins. Okay, maybe maybe in China we'll find one of them for thirty dollars. <laughs> uh, so NASA had a, had a, had a bit of a problem. You know, looks like that they were um, they had a bunch of. Uh, I mean, was it was it a hack and it was like it was a climate change um, t- data about to be de- about to be deleted and they banded together 200 coders and hackers in a giant room and they just got busy and, and saved everything is this is this, this sounds like a movie is this right Can i get this right i mean it's, it's you're pretty much there i mean i think it, it it's falling under you know the the trump administration and them trying to uh, privatize public information or keep it hidden from us mm-hmm. especially information that you know um, speaks about global warming and, and climate climate change and just environmental issues that maybe aren't in alignment with the Trump administration's um, objectives. And so I think that what they've done is they're able to, to retrieve this information um, and then archive it so that it's still accessible for public consumption. Uh, I think that's what it is. But it's dope because all these coders and hackers are using their skills and coming together as a collective force to be able to tap into yeah. something that's already been pulled from you know, the NASA server or the NASA uh, website. So, so. Do you, so you think that... So this is what we see... Allegedly in Russia and China, supposedly. I mean, allegedly. <laughs> rooms of people. Exactly. Let's say China has like rooms of like 200, 300, you know, 400 coders in a giant room just hacking, you know, and Russia's got the same thing. Allegedly, they got rooms of 100 plus people. All they do is hack. I don't think that we have that here. We may or we might. But, you know, you have the NSA or CIA, but, like, this just shows what the power of that group think could do. And, you know, I mean, maybe this is a, a new way of, uh, you know, of security for us. You know, I don't know. We, hey. it's, I feel like that we're, we're getting towards that fight fire with fire because and the intel is there. I mean, and Russia and China are both. China for sure is doing it. Yeah. So um, we'll see. Um, Qantas flights, which uh, I have not flown on Qantas yet because I have not been to Australia yet or New Zealand. But uh, they're going to be able to let you watch Netflix on your on your flight, which I think is a big thing. I mean, I think, you know, it, it seems like a no-brainer that someone should have already done this. And why is it Qantas? And why is it taking so long? Because, you know, obviously United has a, pro- United has a partnership with uh, with um, with NBC. I, forget, I think it's like uh, JetBlue has one with DirecTV. They, they, they all have their own partnerships. Southwest has one with Dish Network. Um, and but no one's got to Netflix or Amazon. It doesn't make any sense. So why is Qantas the first person? It just seems like it makes too much sense. I don't know. It, I think it's a good idea. I mean, I think it's a good idea too. I don't think it's earth shattering. No. Or you know, I mean, it's just whatever. So I, I get the fact that I think the I think the thing that's of interest to me is um, airliners deciding what technology they're going to implement into 
um, the planes and, and to the experience of the passenger. Like, for instance, the Wi-Fi sucks on most of these flights. It's slow. Right. Really, your productivity or your entertainment um, accessibility is kind of already minimized. And so I'd rather them put money into figuring that out, how I can actually work on a flight with having not having to troubleshoot stuff because of speed versus having, okay, a screen in my seat. Like, that's whatever. So I, I like the fact that, yeah, okay, I can stream now on on my flight versus you know what the op, what the movie offering is that they're selecting or whatever whatever partnership one partnership that they yeah. have so i like that part but um and I, I like the fact that you know i mean Qantas obviously it's a long, long flight, flight. Exactly. Long long flight. flight. so you kind of want you know that additional entertainment value and to be able to have access to it uh, however what netflix and Spotify are offering is not really attractive. They're offering, you know, a, a free trial, thirty days. So if you, once you sign up for the trial, say you don't fly for another six months, you can't use the trial again. Right. You have to actually sign up, and I think that kind of sucks. Like they should give more incentive. They should incentivize the consumer a little bit better. Like, hey, maybe it's a different price point, or maybe whatever the trials extended longer, determining the number of flights that you go on. It's something like that. Yeah, they should. I, I agree. It also is it's great because, um, you know. Uh, like you said, the internet's always crappy. You cannot stream anything. Like they won't let you stream any kind of in movies on with their internet, no matter how powerful the internet is. So this right. is good that they're finally doing that. But yeah, I feel like that there's a you rather could be some missed opportunity for both Qantas and Netflix in terms of like you know nabbing more consumers or helping a consumer out. But we'll see. But it's a good start. It's a good start. start. Uh, before we get to the next story, I want to talk about our friends at Blue Apron. Blue Apron is, of course, the number one delivery and ingredient um, recipe service in the country. What they do is they they not only give you these amazing recipes that you can make uh, yourself, but you could all they also give you the ingredients to make them. They're already pre-portioned, um, ready to go easy and fun. It's like going to a restaurant so you can make them yourself. Um, the ingredients are actually super fresh. They're, they're, they're uh, sustainable. The meat's sustainably sourced. It's, it's fantastic. The some of the menus, it, make, it allows you to make some food that you would normally not make yourself at home, like cashew chicken stir-fly with tango mandarins and jasmine rice, roasted pork with apple, walnut, and feral salad, crispy burramundi with quinoa and roasted carrot salad. All this stuff sounds absolutely delicious. I would never think to make that on my own, but Blue Apron sort of gives you these restaurant-quality recipes and ingredients right to your home. But the thing about it is it's not super... Uh, expensive. It's actually really cheap, less than $10 per person. It's actually cheaper than going to Chipotle or some other place. Uh, you get this crazy variety, new menus every week, so you're not making the same things. Um, you can actually customize your recipes based on what you want to do. They're very, very simple to, and, and um, easy to use. I know people who don't cook, a, don't cook at all, who swear by Blue Apron, who can actually learn how to cook and learn how to do these recipes on there. And also, their freshness is guaranteed. So this, you worry about these things getting shipped to your house, they guarantee that it's will be fresh and ready to go. Here's how you get started. You can check out uh, this week's menu. You get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash geek. That's blueapron.com slash geek. That's in geek nerd tech. Um, you'll love how it feels, how it tastes. Incredibly home-cooked meals um, that are restaurant quality, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash geek. And again, you'll get the first three meals for free with free shipping. No reason to not check it out. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Um, Oculus Rift is still making their moves. Um, they have a new VR thing that allows you to climb Mount Everest, which is which I think is pretty dope. I think that they talked about you know not just having games and not just having things, but having experiences, but not just having experiences like you know we're used to, which are like sort of digitally created experiences or digitally created you know video games. Be able, being able to take 
users and viewers, which are the same thing, I guess, these days with Oculus, to places they've never been, mm-hmm. like the moon or Mars or space or whatever in right. a VR thing. I think going to Everest on VR, because I can tell you, I will not, well, definitively, I will not summit Everest. I barely summited Whitney. <laughs> barely. <laughs> I will not summit Everest. So uh, I think this is cool. I mean, what do, you, what do you think? I think it's definitely cool. I mean, we, we discussed the applications of virtual reality and, and it being more than just... Um, traditional entertainment like traditional narrative filmmaking or documenting but to have something like this which is more experiential i mean you could utilize this in many many educational with many educational opportunities teachers could use this in the classroom with students yep um you know the medical industry could use it when they're trying to um bring a theory into practice like hey instead of going to the moon i can go into your heart and look at it from a different perspective and that's a good point you know i mean so i think the the ways that you can use this technology is dope and i, I love the fact that not only is it um, just a visceral experience where it's 360, whatever, but you could actually put on gloves and climb up yeah. the mountain. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 interactive. You yeah. know, it's not just okay. I'm looking at it and I'm seeing it, but I'm actually engaging and making choices. I think that part is pretty dope. Too. Yeah, which, which I don't know how. I, mean, I guess it's sort of a mixture of you know digital and real and virtual and real it has to be because I I can't just be. I don't know. Who, who that person is. I guess once you get to a certain point, then it switches to the real view. I don't know how that works, but um, I'm very interested to see that that stuff. Um, And what did you say? There was nothing I was going to say. Oh, yeah, you brought up a good point, which is the whole idea of, like, the medical applications. I haven't even thought of that. Like, you know, having putting a camera down, you know, inside, checking things out, having a VR headset, being able to look around a doctor like in real time, be able to say, "Oh, that looks like a trouble area right there." Right. Like that's that's on some like fantastic voyage shit right there. Yeah, um, that's incredible. I mean, I mean, the fact that you, they're able to capture these things in 8K, 4K, like even with the the um, the Everest VR, like you could scale up your body, <laughs> you could be almost as tall as Everest to get that perspective, or you could be as small as an ant. That's crazy. <laughs> like, and so think about it, if you could do that in your heart. So yeah. I'm in your heart, but now let me get a, a, a like macro experience of what's happening yeah. inside one of your ventricles. Yeah, you, and you can see like. Wow, that's really that's a trip. I didn't think about that. That's insane. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, the the, the implications are, are, are limitless. And speaking of which, um, IMAX unveils this flagship virtual reality center right across, right around the corner from my house. I've yet to go. It's like walking distance. Actually, you're familiar with this place because you, you did some stuff there when it was Samsung, a Samsung yeah. joint, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this seems, nice space in there. Too. It seems like a pretty cool spot. I mean, Absolutely. so have you have you been to this one? No, I haven't been to the IMAX one yet. Not at all, but I mean the Samsung one definitely right. been a few times. But the, I mean I think this is fresh, and the fact that they're giving um, they're giving you know consumers and the audience you know just options like to be able to literally I mean kind of what we're just talking about have experiences that they would never ever be able to have before, and I, I love the fact that companies are investing to really expand this medium. I think this is the, the, the new frontier of storytelling and just how we communicate information. Um, most of the, the major networks have their own VR department, and they also have, you know, an investment in, in auxiliary companies that are developing content for them. So they have IMAX as, you know, a, a company that is known for, you know, clean great experiences now you have a, a place that you can actually have an experiential experience and to be able to consume content i think is amazing right uh i i, I agree I, I'm, I'm actually gonna go check it out as soon as i can because it looks incredible i think it's like obviously the first or whatever it's very smart of imax to brand that because you know that is, that's kind of that it's kind of their brand which exactly. is experiential uh stuff it'll be interesting to see like if we can't 
get more films. Remember that film? This will bleed me into John Wick, but what was that movie? No, was, was there a movie that, like, it was, it was like last April, and it was like Hardcore Harry or something, but the whole thing was like a first person who was rated R. It was all Hardcore first. Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry. Thank you, Marissa. Did you see that, Marissa? I did not, because it looked like it would make me nauseous. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the thing. And like, people were walking out barfing and stuff. But, like, <laughs> if you made, it was a first-person action movie, a la, like, it felt and looked like a video game. And, and, and it was, like, rated R, so there's a sex scene in it. And there's all kinds of stuff happening in it. But, like, but it was giant on a giant screen, so people were freaking out. I wonder if this is the kind of movie that worked better on virtual reality headset. It seems like that would be, that'd be amazing. I think it would be amazing. You know, Absolutely. Um, Oh, I wonder, I'm, I'm sure that that's available to, to check out that way. I, I'd, I'd be interested to see if I can find that, actually. Um, and then, um, God, it must be out. Anyway, and then, uh, which reminds me of John Wick Part 2, which I want to talk about, because I saw that last night, and I thought it was fantastic. And that was fantastic because Keanu's dope and Keanu's Keanu, but one of the things I really noticed about it is it's really, it, it, it takes you to that sort of th- first person, not only first person, because it's like it's, but it's a video game, it's, a, it's basically watching a video game, it's kill after kill, walking through, going through a bunch of minor bosses to get to the big boss, and but something about the way that, this isn't new in, in films that try to replicate video games, but some way about the way they execute this, mm-hmm. in this way, is I don't get tired of it, it's really just kill after kill after kill right. after kill until he gets to the big kill, right. but I'm riveted. It's, and, and it's just, I think it's where they shoot it. I think it's the execution of his director guys being two stuntmen that know him. I think it's uh, you know the, the the gritty reality of the car stuff, the gun stuff, something they created called Gung Fu, which is dope. Uh, I'm all in on this, and I think it's just, but it speaks to sort of the culture of how we consume media through the video game culture and how we can watch this, and it's just like a seamless sort of your brain clicks in a, in a different way. No, I, I, get I, I get those arguments, and when I, I mean when I was saying boo, or I was asleep to this movie like right. I'm just playing like, I think from from an action perspective action film perspective I think it, it's an amazing concept the first one was dope yep. um, from a narrative perspective though from you know that that angle is just like whatever but I know that that's not the point of it you know the yeah. point of it is blood guts excitement and um, figuring out dope cinematic um, ways to explore that and so I think that's cool but if, if you're going there for the best acting or the best oh. the best um, <laughs> like story structure you know nah, I, I mean Keanu I says be, like seven I words I mean, but he <laughs> exactly. does say more words than Jason Bourne did in the, in the last Jason Bourne movie Matt Damon said like to like have a page of dialogue so you're comparing you're comparing Keanu to Matt Damon though I, I, I will tell you this <laughs> John Wick 2 is way better than, than Jason Bourne <laughs> The, the, the last Jason Bourne. Okay. I mean, way better. In fact, these last two John Wick movies are better than the last two the Bourne movies. Oh, and, I, and I really smokes. like the Aaron Cross one. Flag I, 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 I'm telling you, it's a, it's, a, it's a fact. Like, I mean, you know, even Rotten Tomatoes, I think, mean, you know, 90% for this, like 40% for the other one. I mean, like, uh, I mean, they're both dope. I mean, he's no accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ben. So, but, so <laughs> I mean, I obviously haven't seen the movie, so yeah. I want you some questions. But um, a lot of the, I guess the the, the scene, the, the the set design, um, the way this stuff was composed, the composition, um, the way they were using certain colors and all that stuff, the action sequences. You're saying they're all on point. I feel like that this is it, it is the it is the best realization. That's the other thing. It's it's graphic novel sort of like comic book 
realization meets anime, like 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 the Matrix did with the kind of bite and ghost in the shell, meets video game culture, and it's right. able to to use those languages and translate them to cinematic language, which is which is amazing. The irony is a lot of what the Wachowskis did in the Matrix and and sort of sort of creating that new visual language right. like using Ghost in a Shell as a template using comic book panels as a template and then to, and, take, and creating a whole new visual language which people forget like the visual language that we see in the Matrix that people have bitten for the last yeah, 20 years extremely innovative people like don't even know that you yeah. <laughs> didn't see camera angles right. and shit like that before right. so these guys are tripling down on that and also taking everything else we've learned and then applying a lot of the same things that the, the Wachowskis did, which is to get like these amazing sort of stuntmen and guys who know their craft. And Keanu's doing all, all of his own, no like stunts, 90% yeah. of his own stuff, yeah. 90% of his own driving. Right. Like, you know, the driving stuff, uh, you know, we, we talk about the, the fighting and the gunplay, but the driving is insane too. So, I mean, it's really, it's really remarkable. And I think that, like, I, I often get worked up about, um, like you worked up about like you know, like you said, like where's the story? Where's the this? Where's the that? And sometimes it's okay to have I mean, a story. I'm just saying that from my personal yeah. interest and taste, like I, I like to have you know, I like to have an experience in film where everything is excellent. I mean, I get there are times where you know there's going to be a film that's just about dialogue, yeah. like with fences. There's no action, right. or a, a movie like this, John Wick. It's all action, right. less of the of the subtext, less of the the, the relational quality between characters. So. I mean, I get that. Like yeah. each each thing has its own place. I do also. Last thing I'll say, I do like like that sort of the hyper real world. It's kind of kind of remind me of the, of the Warriors a little, <laughs> a little way. Like this world that like it's grounded in reality, but is there really a world where there's like a secret Hitman hotel and the is Hitman it Mad here? No, it's it's more of the Warriors where it's like. You know, I mean, gangs were horrible, and that was bad in 1979. But I don't know that there was like, you know, armies of gangs roaming <laughs> like like that in 1979 in New York. In fact, there's actually a, a whole sequence in here that remind me a lot of the Warriors. Um, okay. Um, but anyway, it's 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 great. It's great. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, let's move on to the Grammys. Oh, just one more thing about Facebook. Facebook um, is is uh, coming for your TV. They're getting out for Amazon, Apple, and Samsung devices. Um, and, um, I mean, this is like not necessarily new news. I mean, we knew Facebook was going here. I'm just curious as to like if Facebook is going to get in the hardware business or if they're going to just try to stay in the software business and come out with something that's, you know, I mean, they're already in the hardware business. They already have Oculus. I mean, True. it would be an acquisition. I think, I think it would be a mistake if they just came out. Hey, the Facebook, you know, right. TV box. Exactly. Well, I think that would be <laughs> detrimental to the company, but right. I think it might be like, something similar to what they've done with the Oculus but I think software wise I think they're already set up to have a dope app in any one of the you know the, the major players that are developing right you know Amazon or uh, Apple or um, yeah I think I think they, they would be better far suited to do that so yeah I agree I, I want to ask you about um, I want to switch gears to the Grammys because um, uh, the Grammys were were amazing I, I, I like the well let's talk about it. so the Grammys you know, they, they, they were online. They were, the Twitter performance was through the roof. The streaming was, was normal. I had last year, I had all kinds of problems streaming through um, the CBS app. I think it went down at one Ooh. point. It was a big mess. <laughs> but this year, I had no problems whatsoever. Like, I, I got the whole thing. I streamed the whole thing. No problems. I, I enjoyed the experience. And they didn't have that. I, they, I think they got rid of that third screen experience, which because I, I didn't see it, where you can watch it from different camera angles and right. watch the... the uh, 
social media reporters report from the Grammys who were terrible last year. Um, but anyway, I, I enjoy those. But, I, but I'm curious and ask you what you thought of the Grammys just from a just from a show standpoint. Um, I think from a show standpoint, it was okay. Assuming you saw it, um, <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't. I mean, okay as a body of work. Um, as I a think, production, as a production, I think the, yeah. the performances were were dope, were right. awesome. Um, I, I mean, aside from that, like as as a as a uniform as a uniform experience, it's just like what like the last Grammys or the right. the last three beh- before that. But I think that I love the fact that we are in a climate of protest, and which we've already seen with the with the Golden Globes, and we, we probably will see with the Oscars, and we other, we've seen with other. Um, other award shows that you know artists are taking you know, a more vocal stand um, politically, and so I love seeing those things happen when, in performance and also happening in, in accepting of awards. Um, I think that Beyonce was dope. Um, Bruno Mars was fantastic. Yeah, Bruno um, Mars. Adele killed it. Yep. Um, Busta Rhymes Tribe Call Quest destroyed it. Agent Orange. Agent Orange. Orange. Um, Chance the Rapper murdered it. Murdered it. Um, who else am I missing highlight wise that was just phenomenal I think there's one more that that was from my ah, I'm drawing a blank but uh, yeah uh, what your, about you performance wise your favorite pentonics stop it <laughs> stop it Little Big Town I'm sorry Marissa actually I like I, I like Little Big Town Marissa do you like them I love Little Big Town I like Little Big Town too I'm not gonna lie Actually, I'm not, not not like I got all their records or nothing, but every time I see them show up at an award show, every time I see them sing and I see the way they roll and how they present themselves and or see them being interviewed, I like them a lot. It makes me want to buy their stuff. I've yet to do that, but it makes me want to go check them out. I suggest you should because from, coming from someone who has all their albums, oh. yeah, you should. Okay. I like drop. <laughs> the weekend was dope. The weekend was though. We 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 think about the French robots, you know, coming out and doing their thing. Come on, man! How <laughs> could you hate on them? Yeah, no, I, I love that funk. Like they, they, they you know, I thought, I thought oh, that was great. Um, yeah, the weekend was cool. I just think that Bruno Mars was just—he's so far man. ahead of everything that's happening, sort of performance-wise. Do it all. <laughs> he's a beast. Killer. Like he's a killer. Uh, I think that Bruno was my favorite. I think second was probably Chance. I think third was Tribe. I think fourth was Adele. I think fifth was Beyonce. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm not mad at Beyonce at all. She's Beyonce. It's a little, you know, the whole, you know, I'm the, the goddess, which, which she is. It's how she rolled out was just a little like, I don't know. I can't, I can't say anything bad about it because I thought it was, I thought it was, well, I thought it was, I thought it was very artfully done and beautifully done and amazingly choreographed and like almost Cirque du Soleil-esque and it was the chair and the whole thing was just beautiful. And keep in mind she has two living beings in her yes, belly. Yes, exactly. And so which makes me wonder how she's going to do Coachella. I think those babies going to be born before Coachella, right? I don't think so. She can't be nine months pregnant and just what's she going to do? I think she's bringing other artists to help. That's what I, that's what yeah, I thought too. So. It's going to be like a, a big like, An ensemble. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's my second thought. But God, anyway. So, um... Yeah, man, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of I it. I think uh, also, you know, it, it was it was it was great for me to see um, Solange win her first Grammy. Yes, which is also um, my my brother's first Grammy, Troy Johnson. He won his first Grammy. Oh, um, so that that was pretty exciting to I didn't even talk realize him that. And, and yeah, and just I mean, he's super happy, obviously. But oh, I got to him up. That was his first first one, man. Oh, c- congratulations, That's Troy great. Johnson! I got I got to text you up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bad person. Um, that's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's great. Um, and uh, let's see what else. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I have a question for you. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, there's a lot of banter online about Adele winning 
um, album of the year. Oh yeah, a lot of people think that it should have obviously went to Beyonce and the way yep. that she. I mean, drop lemonade. The, how she dropped lemonade during yeah. the Super Bowl, the tour, the videos for every song, just the orchestration, creativity behind it. Do you think that it was a snub? Do you think that Adele deserved it? What's your take on it? That's an interesting question because I think the Grammys are a sham. You know, for the most part, the Grammys are done by the, the by the record industry. Like the, the the voting body of the Grammys aren't on the cutting edge of anything. Yeah, they're not reflective they're, of the audience. They're not reflective of the right. audience. They're not reflecting of the time. They're not really, right. really necessarily reflective even of like the artists that are in the audience. Right. These are like a bunch of people who are like. Ten months at best behind the scene, so they they weren't in the cut. Like you said, at best, (laughs) yeah, at best. And so, like this is, I mean, this is the same group that 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 get you know that uh, you know that it's the whole Kendrick versus uh, your boy uh, Macklemore thing. You know, I mean, when Macklemore won, it's just like it's they're always they're going to give the Grammy to who they think is the, the it's almost a popular contest in, in their mind like who is there it's like Metallica but, winning best rock but or, in that case is it a popularity contest who's more popular than Beyonce well no I shouldn't put it that way but it's like it's it's like it, they, they do this all the time like I remember for best rock record it was like they would give it to you know Tom Petty over like all these other great you know everyone would get nominated but they would give it to like you know and it goes to Metallica or it goes to whoever and it's just you know at a certain point you realize that it's really about it's just an establishment thing now that's yeah. your point Beyonce is who's bigger than Beyonce who's more established than Beyonce but I think that among that audience if you go Beyonce versus Adele among those voters Adele's gonna win they just think Adele is better and I think and the last thing I'll say is I think that recognizing what that album is in, as, an art, as a piece of art mm-hmm. and what it does as a piece of sort of amazing technology and art and all the things that, that Lemonade was, the Grammys aren't the place to recognize that as that. What do you think about Adele recognizing Beyonce in the way that I she thought was dope. Cause, because, because Adele, again, the audience knows, right. Adele knows, right. you know, and I, I thought that was brilliant for her to just say, you know, like, all my friends, all my black friends, everyone, like, you, what this means to everyone, like, this, this, like, to her to go on and on and on about that is, like, it's genuine. Dope. Like, dope. she's, like, Super, just, just such a real, real, genuine. Chick. Yeah, I mean, you say fuck, start the shit all over. I know. Like, yeah, that's, she's like, I'm sorry, Ken. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm Can't not gonna mess this, this up with them. Right. I'm not gonna mess this up for him. Like that's how much George means to him. But everyone, you know, by all accounts, you know, Adele is, you know, she's. I mean, you know, by, by British standards, is like a black girl. You know, like by by like in the way how she comes up and how she's rolling. She's very like not proper at all. You know, so um, and where she's from. So that that's kind of her whole. I mean, culturally, not obviously not not a uh, headline. Adele's a black girl. Yeah, no, I just I, I just mean, just I, just mean <laughs> what I mean is it, where she's from in the UK. And I get who it. She's I get around it. And how she it. rolls. She's she's more identifies with black culture than she does like white culture. Is what I'm saying, even though she's <laughs> I white. Got you, bro. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and if we and if we could tell the difference, how she's speaking is is like she sounds like a black person in the UK as opposed to like a white person. Right. Anyway, so it makes sense that she's so <laughs> you know. um that she's she's all about um, uh, Beyonce. Uh, one last question for you. Get out of here. Go ahead. Man, go ahead. I, I had another one for you. I go mean, ahead. This, I think LL, our boy LL, hosted the Grammys five five five, five, five times five, in a row. Exactly. So, what did it feel like not having LL get down and having um, <laughs> y- your boy? 
But Corden? Corden, yeah. I, I gotta say, I wasn't mad at the decision. I mean, I thought LL, and I love LL. I thought he had a great run doing it five years in a row, and it's a good decision. I mean, like before Corden, you know, CBS, the, the look at along the landscape CBS, you got, you had uh, your boy uh, Neil Patrick Harris, <laughs> and you had LL. Right. Like, who else, who else is gonna do it, exactly. you know? And then, um, it wasn't gonna be Letterman, it wasn't gonna be like, so now, so they gave it to, to LL, and I think that was a good choice. And they gave it to Corden. No, I mean, but for, for, oh, for the five years, like, right, even right. though he's a CSI guy, because I thought that was great. I think he did a music great guy. job. Yeah. Uh, but Corden's the Corden's, Corden's. I mean, Corden's Corden now. Like he's 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 the king right now. And I think that like if I'm producing that, I'm giving it to Corden too. Hmm. And I think that Corden, you know, it's weird because he did the Tonys and now the Grammys, but they're both on CBS. So I right. guess I get that makes sense. Um, and also, I mean, he actually can sing. He can sing. He's a musicality. He's acting. All of it. He has it all. So uh, I think that all that being said, I think his job as a host on this one, he didn't do that great. I think he did an amazing job at the Tonys. Right. I think I, 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 I give that to like whoever his writing and producing. Team was, uh, you mentioned the production. I think Ken Ulrich, Ken Ulrich, who's been producing the Grammys for the last I don't know umpteenth years, and was credited for sort of bringing the Grammys back. Who's a legend? Who you know sort of brought back the mashups and everything else and like, years ago. I have to say, this year for that stuff, I mean, it's, it's a long in the tooth. It might need. It, yeah, hate maybe. to say it, I may be blasphemous, but we might need a new producer for the Grammys, or maybe not a new producer, just maybe you know step out of the mold and try. to be, push boundaries a little bit more. I mean, more is like innovation. in his 70s, late 70s. Okay. He's, is he, how many moles can he step out of? I mean, I, 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 mean, don't, I don't for put, a fresh look. I don't put an age limitation on your cre- your creative ability. That's true. Like, I think, I mean, because we don't do that with you. I'm just saying, man. Like, he, I, I don't think that it requires necessarily fresh blood to be able to you know shift the creative yep. storytelling of the Grammys. I just think that like you to your to your point earlier, I think the powers that be the, the managers, the organizers, the producers of the Grammys are in a in an old world mode and I think they need to adapt to the times. Yeah, so. I, I agree. Um uh, but I've not met a coordinator. Last one, I, I, I did love the tribe. I mean, tribe, just the pure presence of tribe. Man, this was incredible. I, I did not expect that. I mean, and this, this is, I, I, I you bust know, the bus. The scene bust the rhymes and consequence and, 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 and Q-tip. Well, you know, um, Q-tip is the most Hollywoodest dude, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you wearing? Anyway, he's, he's dope. He's a rock star. Uh, and then, uh, who else? Uh, oh, I did want to bring up. Because uh, this is, we gotta get out of here, but I do want to bring up the Little Yachty, Cardi Ray Jacks, Jepson, oh my God. three and a half minute commercial for Target. Yeah. The much maligned, much, much people, people, some people really loved it, some people really hated it, some people were like, you're selling out, some people were like, this is exactly what you need to be. I mean, first of all, it's an interesting pairing. Second of all, I mean, it's Little Yachty. I mean, I know Little Yachty's big and he's the dude, but is he the dude? And then they're gonna remake It Takes Two. I thought Mike Will did the beat. I thought I thought Mike Will's beat was okay. Um, I wasn't really horribly mad at it. It was just somewhere around it's flat, man. It, it was, was somewhere flat, around man. the the minute and a half mark where they're doing the dances with the shopping carts. I was like, uh, something's off. About it. I mean, I, I like how they try to integrate, you know, technology into the piece with the whole VR headsets and you know showing them on the device and going to the TV yeah. and shifting back and and having all the performance elements. That was cool. I mean, but it just seemed like they're trying to force they're trying to collide different worlds together and it's forced yeah and I mean I, I get it for marketing purposes like hey you're reaching a, you're reaching a, a wide net of audience yeah um, but as a and I, I appreciate the attempt of creativity to have this big performance set but I just felt it was flat it didn't really resonate with me like 
I, 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 I would, I would, I would mention it. I wouldn't mention it in conversation. Like, yeah. Hey, did you see the Target commercial? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> and do you think it was a miscast? Do you think it was maybe if it was like so and so and so and so? Maybe. Are you okay maybe. with the choices? I think are you the okay pairing, with the song, the pairing's weird. The pairing could have been better. I think pairing seems forced, right? Exactly. And it was also what the Grammys were used to be about, like these these mashups, right? right. And so they they, they tried to they, although they didn't do really many mashups. I mean, yeah, the, what, it was a Gaga and Metallica. Oh, yeah, Gaga and Metallica. And you had uh, Alicia Keys and. Um, oh, they did the mashups. And yeah. they did. Uh, you know, uh, my boy, uh, you know, blues dude, Stax Records dude. What's my man's name with the hat? Gary Clark. I missed that one. Oh, yeah, that was dope. Um, who, who was the mashup? It was him and the, his old school Stax Records dude who, oh, I don't, who won oh, a Grammy earlier. Okay. It was, but it was dope. Like, um, it was like it was, it was one of those like like little big town day where they introduced someone, they did a song, and they introduced right. someone like Pentatonix did. So, right. Um. I was also weird that Pentatonix was the only people to mention Al Jarreau. I thought that was weird. <laughs> that was weird of all the people. Like Pentatonix was like, we want to say something to Al Jarreau. Boom, boom, da, boom, 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 <laughs> Anyway, I'm not mad. Marissa, you like Pentatonix? You like Pentatonix, right? That's your crew. I do. So oh, I, know. I know. I know. I'm not hating on. I'm not hating on a little big town or Pentatonix. I, I, I'm all right. <laughs> Uh, I, they're very talented. I just, oh, you know, funny. there's something about there's something about them that like just doesn't. There's something they've had like about a hundred makeovers, and there's <laughs> and, and there's still about there's still about fifty makeovers away from looking cool. <laughs> that's, that's all I gotta say. But I love hey, them. You going you going hard on them? I'm guys. sorry, Marissa. Hey, hey, hey. All right, all right. Well, yeah, on that cheery note, let's get out of here. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, where can the people find you? Man, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. Where can me Instagram you? and Twitter at Joe K Braswell. Um, and it's great to be here. We'll be back next week with more Geek Nerd Tech. See you later. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.